0: It's 6 p.m., so welcome everybody to the Wednesday, December 20th, 2023 formal meeting of the Iowa City Planning and Zoning Commission. For sake of attendance, commissioners present are Quellhorst, Elliot, Townsend, Wade, Hench, and Padron via Zoom. Commissioner Craig is not present. I I think she'll be here, but we'll announce if she does come in. Next item on the agenda is public discussion of any item not on the agenda. If there's anybody in the audience that would like to address the commission on an item not on tonight's agenda. Now is your opportunity. Just come up to the, pl- the podium. Seeing no one, we'll go on to comprehensive plan and rezoning items. Agenda item number four, case number CPA23-00022. <coughs> Location north of I-80 west of North Dodge Street at the end of Moss Ridge Road. And this will be a public hearing on a proposed amendment to change the comprehensive plan future land use map from office research development center to intensive commercial for approximately 61.72 acres of property. And
1: is Kirk, is this your presentation? That is correct, thank you. Kirk Lehman, associate planner. And if you wanna dim the lights for me. I will not have control of the PowerPoint, so I will be doing my best to make sure that the PowerPoint stays up with me. Let me know if uh, it gets synced or I'll do finger guns, whatever, as we go. (laughs) Uh, We'll make it work, though. So, uh, switch to the map. Tonight's uh, presentation is about a comprehensive plan amendment, uh, CPA 23-0002. Uh, It's at the Moss Ridge campus, which has been considered uh, in the past, but it's north of I-80 and west of Dodge Street at the end of Moss Ridge Road. Uh, As you can see in this aerial map, it's undeveloped land, approximately 60 plus acres. Uh, It's got some environmentally sensitive features on it, but it's largely undeveloped. Uh, Land to the west and north is also largely undeveloped. And then to the east, you have the former Pearson property, which includes office and warehousing space. To the south, you have I-80 there, and across I-80 are some light industrial and some indoor recreation uses. Terms of the zoning, it reflects the most recently adopted plans for the property. SO IT INCLUDES PRIMARILY RESEARCH DEVELOPMENT PARK OR RDP ZONES AND HIGHWAY COMMERCIAL WITH a PLAN DEVELOPMENT OVERLAY IN THE SOUTHEAST CORNER AS YOU CAN SEE IN THE MAP. Uh, THE PERSON Pearson property to the east is also zoned that RDP designation, Uh, but the remainder of this site and properties to the west and north are all zoned interim development research park or IDRP, uh, which means that the land is not yet ready to be developed uh, even with the the previous concepts that were proposed. Across the interstate to the south, then you have zones that include uh, some commercial office or CO1 and some highway commercial as well. So in terms of background, Uh, The owner slash applicant is interested in selling the the subject properties. Uh, This property, which like I said, is 60 plus acres, has been the subject of several previous uh, proposals that have never fully been developed. So the first of those was the Moss Green Urban Village, which was adopted in 2010. So, that plan included a rezoning preliminary plat for around 141 acres, so, substantial area outside of this specific property as well. But the goal was to create an office, research park, and mixed use commercial development. Uh, as a result, the adopted rezoning was planned development overlay with portions zoned, office research park, research development park, and then also mixed use. So it was an OPD with all of those zones. Uh, access to this property would have been from an extension of Oakdale Boulevard. Uh, so that would have been con- constructed from North Dodge Street to the west uh, through the subject property include in those 141 acres uh, as part of the development, but that uh, never ended up happening. The second proposal for the site was the Moss Ridge campus or office campus proposal. Uh, that was proposed in 2012 after the, the previous concept failed to materialize. Uh, the new development included a rezoning preliminary plat for, again, around 172 acres, so a much larger area, that would have allowed the first phase of an office park with associated retail and service uses uh, in the southeast corner of the property. Uh, this concept had no residential component, unlike the other one. Uh, And the zoning that you see today is pretty similar to this. So that's why you have the the highway commercial in the southeast corner with the OPD and then the rest being RDP. Um, This was also the project that spurred the construction of Moss Ridge Road. So until this point, there wasn't really direct street access to the property. Uh, In 2015, this Moss Ridge campus concept was updated. uh, And it was mostly to adjust the... It was a rezoning and preliminary plat to, to adjust the zoning and plat to slightly different boundaries uh, that would reflect uh, a new slightly refined street layout and also conservation and stormwater management areas at the same time. Uh, so that's the zoning that we have today. Uh, it also did adjust the conditional zoning agreement that was in place uh, in that 2012 concept. Uh, Both of them did have pretty substantial conditional zoning requirements associated with it as well, Um, but uh, they were adjusted in that 2015 version of it. Uh, A final plat was going to be considered in 2016, which would have actually created the lots in this subdivision, Uh, but the application was pulled at the request of the applicant, Uh, and so after that, the preliminary plat subsequently uh, expired, and no development has occurred since then. So the new proposed concept then for this area would change course from what's currently there, which is why a comprehensive plan amendment is needed. Uh, They're also proposing a a rezoning, but they're looking at uh, proposing intensive commercial uses for the area due to changes in the office market conditions since the COVID-19 pandemic. So on this map on the screen, you can see uh, in the black circle is the intensive commercial area. Uh, it's it's surrounded by other uh, Office Research Development Park Center as well, because that is the current designation. Uh, no good neighbor meeting uh, has been held for the property at this time. When we look at comprehensive plan amendments, uh, 14.8d, 3d of the city code provides two different criteria that we use. Uh, The first is that circumstances have changed and or additional information or factors have come to light such that the proposed amendment is in the public interest. And the second criteria is that the proposed amendment will be compatible with other policies or provisions of the comprehensive plan, including any district (coughs) plans. So I'll go through each of those one by one. Uh, The first one is that circumstances have changed such that uh, it's in the public interest to, to look at reviewing this and changing it. Uh, this area has long been identified for office and research park style uses. Uh, this first started uh, after I-80 was built. You started seeing some of these uses be established in the 60s and 70s. Uh, what was formerly Pearson uh, and then also ACT campus started around those times. Uh, so as a result that, that first comp plan that showed it in that way is, is the 1978 comprehensive plan. Uh, as Plans were updated. Uh, This land use category was reaffirmed. That includes the comp plans in 83, 89, and 97, and then most recently in 2013. So some important considerations uh, in providing this designation was that uh, there's interstate access, which was important, and then also topography and nearby major employers, uh, including uh, most recently Pearson, and then also ACT. Uh, early proposed developments for the property followed this general vision of office research park-style development, uh, which is why they did not include any comprehensive plan changes, Um, and some of these concepts were also being reviewed as that 2013 plan was being updated, so uh, it does mention the comp plan uh, does mention the Moss Ridge uh, urban renewal area as well. Uh, That being said, development has never occurred on this subject property despite approximately 50 years or nearly 50 years showing it as appropriate for that use. Uh, And since that time, the landscape for office space has changed pretty dramatically following the COVID-19 pandemic, which started in 2020. Uh, Especially for for office space, you see a substantial decrease in the demand for that with the rise of uh, remote work. And this is also reflected in in, uh, the closure of some major office space in the area, including uh, employers such as ACT and Pearson, which both closed their offices over the last couple of years. Uh, So as a result, there is quite a bit of high quality office space that's available. And given the slow pace of office park development in the area prior to that, uh, staff believes it does make sense to reconsider this future land use category for this area. In terms of the proposed future land use category, it would be intensive commercial. So that can allow a pretty wide variety of uses, things like transportation, warehousing, compatible semi-industrial uses, also includes more land intensive commercial uses. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty wide variety. You can see retail, you can see all sorts of things, um, but it's a pretty wide uh, category that can, it can allow. Uh, What we have seen is that there has been a demand in this sort of use category. Uh, As the pandemic has happened as well, we see especially interest in transportation warehousing facilities uh, and kind of flex space facilities are pretty commonly uh, approached in these sorts of areas. So uh, it may be that utilizing this access to I-80 for these sorts of uses uh, might be in the public interest. In terms of moving on to, is it compatible with other policies or provisions of the code? Uh, The vision within the comprehensive plan for economic development is really to build a resilient economy that grows the tax base and supports a high quality of life for the community. It talks about attracting long-term investment, creating jobs, entrepreneurship and innovation, and also things like supporting opportunities for growth and prosperity within the community. So to help attain this vision, the plan encourages attracting businesses that have growth potential, uh, that are compatible with Iowa City's economy. Uh, Also trying to improve the environmental and economic health of the community by developing in a compact, efficient, and contiguous manner. Uh, But uh, understanding that that growth shouldn't come at the expense of everything else. So especially protecting the community's environmental and aesthetic uh, assets are important. But it does meet several, uh, you can switch, It does meet several strategies and goals that are within the comprehensive plan, the proposed amendment. So things like identifying appropriate nodes and zone accordingly to meet the needs of present and future population, identifying zoning and preserving land for industrial uses in areas with ready access to rail and highways, guiding development away from sensitive features and providing appropriate transitions between lower and higher intensity uses, and then also supporting appropriate development in the city's designated urban renewal areas such as Moss Green, which would be uh, this area. So staff does believe that the proposed amendment is compatible with the comprehensive plan, uh, like I said, it allows the development of businesses that align with the needs Iowa City's seen within the community, uh, specifically within that Moss Ridge urban renewal area that has ready highway access. Uh, it is also contiguous to adjacent development and uh, utilizes currently underutilized road capacity on Moss Green, uh, Moss Ridge Road. Um, it also. Uh, Natural features around the site provide a natural buffer from adjacent lower density uses. So you have the Rapid Creek Stream corridor around there that generally provides uh, a sort of boundary, a natural boundary around this, if you will, uh, especially from rural residential uses, which are further to the west. So it seems like it might be a good fit uh, with the site and and the policies of the comprehensive plan. Uh, Staff has not received any public comments uh, as part of this application at this time. Um, And taking all this into consideration, staff does recommend approval of CPA 23-0001, proposed amendment to change the comprehensive plan future land use designation from Office Research Development Park to Intensive Commercial for approximately 61.72 acres of property that are located north of Interstate 80 and west of Highway 1. Uh, In terms of next steps, upon recommendation by the Planning Zoning Commission tonight, It would be scheduled for consideration by council, uh, theoretically at the same time as the rezoning. Um, For the rezoning to be approved, the comprehensive plan would need to be moved since the rezoning would be a departure from the current comprehensive plan category. So in terms of a potential timeline, you might see council set public hearing for both of those items on January 2nd. That public hearing could then be heard on January 16th for both items. Uh, And at that meeting, the comprehensive plan could be adopted. Uh, That would be just the first reading for the rezoning at that time, after which there would be two more hearings as well, unless they were consolidated by council. So you could see the rezoning being adopted as early as February 20th, with the comprehensive plan being adopted that that January 16th date, like I had noted. So that's the general timeline that we're looking at. That's the, uh, but that concludes staff presentation. So I'm happy to answer any questions you might have.
0: Any questions from members of the commission for Kirk? I have one. And if it's more appropriate for the rezoning, just tell me and we'll just discuss this. same. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed in your report um, related to environmental health, the environmental and archaeological assessment, the phase one, showed that there could be some archaeological um, issues associated with that area. Now as long as the development isn't in those identified areas, then we don't need to go to a phase two. you, you just stop where we are. Could you just clarify that a
1: little, a little for me? Yeah, I might actually let Ann talk about this a little bit, but
2: Yeah, we can I can answer that now or we can wait till the rezoning. Um but um the there was a phase one archaeological study done for the site. There were some um archaeological uh sites identified, and some of those are potentially eligible for the National Register of Historic Places. So the Phase 1 study recommended that those areas either be avoided, that development either avoids development in those areas. If development does occur in those areas, they'd recommend a Phase 2. So depending on um, the final location of the street network, um, we would be looking at that as part of the subdivision.
0: So the phase one—that's based on just records reviews, typically, isn't it? It's not a lot of field work. It was field work. Oh, it was field yeah. work. Okay, thank you.
3: So, is there any reason why that archaeological uh, piece isn't part of the recommendations of the of, of of your group?
2: We're we're recommending that the sensitive areas development plan be prepared as with the subdivision phase of the project, so it would be reviewed at that time.
3: Okay, because I didn't think I read that as part of the final recommendations.
2: It's, it's not. A, the condition that we're recommending for the rezoning is that the property be um, approved, that we get a, final, a preliminary and final plat approved, and our, code, our zoning code requires that during that process they have to submit a sensitive areas <laughs> development plan. So it's, it's a required component of the subdivision.
3: I have one other question. Uh, on both, uh, there was no uh, good neighbor meetings. How would you determine who would be invited to those meetings since it's so spread out? All, all neighbors
2: within 500 feet of the property are were... Are there
3: any within 500 feet?
2: Yeah, there are property owners. Property owners <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> were, we're notified.
3: Okay. So it's the owners, not those that are actually...
2: It's owners, typically owners, and sometimes renters. When we can get rental information, um, in this case, I think it was just property owners within 500 feet.
3: Okay.
4: Any other questions? Yeah, I, I have a quick question. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it seems pretty evident to me that, uh, like you mentioned, demand for Class A office space is plummeted. Um, that being said, you know, did, did staff consider any other? Uh, alternatives you know that might be preferable or for that matter you know viable from you know changing from this uh future land use designation of uh you know research park to intensive commercial
1: sure so so this request was provided by the property owner so it wasn't part of a larger uh review of our future land use categories Uh, it is possible (coughs) that in a different review we might come up with different solutions but we've been talking about this category, especially as it relates throughout the city, uh, since it has been, these have been zones that we've had for a long time and we haven't seen a lot of movement with them. So, so the current zone doesn't appear to be meeting the needs of the community a, a, as we see development occur. Uh, in terms of looking at proposed uses, the property owner came forward with this use and it is a use that's needed within the community and so, so staff uh, evaluated it uh, according to those standards. Yeah, definitely. that 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 was how we looked at it. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Um, and then one other question: Do you have a sense of the current uh, supply of intensive commercial property, and whether you feel that it's sufficient to meet demand?
1: Sure. So we've seen a relatively, I, I guess I wouldn't say relatively large. We've seen some larger intensive commercial developments occur recently. We've had some larger rezonings. Uh, you have the IWV uh, over west of 218 on Melrose. Um, we've seen some other rezonings to intensive commercial as well. Uh, we've seen site plans be start occurring on some of those properties, and we've seen more properties that I would say have been vacant for a relatively long time that, that allow those sorts of uses. We've seen them start to develop recently. So. My feeling on it is that that we're seeing movement in that sector. It, it seems to be something that that is needed. And you know we've heard that uh, it's something that has increased since the pandemic as well, uh, just with changing circumstances. And so I, I believe that that this request makes sense. That, that's what I would say. And I would also say that generally, property owners who are working with developers, tend to keep their finger on the pulse of those sorts of uses that are in the most demand, and so they'll rezone their properties accordingly uh, based on that. And and we're looking at it from the perspective of does that request meet the vision of the comprehensive plan or uh, does it warrant a change in some circumstances? And in this case, we believe it warrants a change.
5: Yep,
4: definitely. That makes sense. Thank you.
0: Could you refresh my memory? Um, Was it a year or two ago that we did something very similar for the research uh, office park land on the west side of Iowa City? Um, There's some
1: piece. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm just not sure of the time. We've seen development. That's been more residential over there, I thought. And correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, it was residential. There was research development park west of St. Andrew's Church.
1: That's it. Okay.
2: And that was rezoned to residential.
1: Right. Thank you. Yeah, and in this case, residential. We we've talked with folks who had talked about residential up here, but it may not make sense necessarily. So,
0: any other questions from members of the commission? Saying none. Thank you. We'll go ahead and open the public hearing um, with the if the well, there's not really an applicant, but if who's ever advocating for this uh, comprehensive plan amendment change, uh, any of you folks. Go
6: ahead and come up if you'd uh, sign in and state your name for us i'll sign in after my name is tyler leo i'm with ati group uh usually have to give an address 1615 southwest southwest main street ankeny iowa um yeah i first i want to thank you guys for the consideration we're really excited about this uh project you know we we spend a lot of time having our fingers on the pulse of what's in demand. Um, And this site excited us, access is great. We just, we feel like it's a huge asset to Iowa City and we think um, what our plans are as we're still kind of putting those together, uh, this site fits really well. I also wanted to thank staff and Kirk, Jeff. Um, not only have you guys helped us through this process, this report is great, but thinking creatively and helping us through this process and, and working quickly to do that has been a, a, a pleasure. So thank you and we're looking forward to continuing to work with you guys. Um, I'm here for any questions you guys have uh, and keeping it short and sweet. Any questions for Tyler? I later on
5: the second
0: one. Maria, do you have anything?
7: No, I don't have
0: any questions. All thank right, thank you. you. Thanks, Tyler. Awesome. Thank you. Is there anybody else with your group that'd like to speak, Tyler? Any other members of the audience who would like to address this issue this is a public hearing? Second call. Seeing no one else, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing. Could I have a motion?
3: I move to approve.
0: We have a motion by Elliot. Is there a second? Second.
3: Townsend.
0: Second by Townsend discussion. Maggie you made the motion so you can discuss first if you like.
7: It just makes sense to me. I mean I, w- I was actually surprised to hear that both ACT and Pearson are empty
3: so it makes a lot of sense. I knew Pearson's was, I didn't know ACT.
0: Billy do you have any comments you'd like to make? Um, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, it makes sense to me to, for the intensive commercial, uh, especially since the I-80-380 interchange. I believe they're spending $686 million on that. And then the other improvements to the Interstate 80 through there, that's, I'm sure, near a billion dollars. So it makes sh- sense to have something that could do with warehousing and trucking. I mean, seems pretty logical to me, so I'd support this. Scott?
4: Yeah, I, I don't have too much to add. Um, I, I mean, I agree that, uh, you know, office space at this point really isn't a, a viable use and uh, intensive commercial seems uh, suitable for the property. Chad? Uh,
5: I was just going to concur everything that you said. I mean, it's the growth that we see uh, along Tiffin, uh, along the greater Des Moines area, um, and then Cedar Rapids, so it makes sense for the location.
0: Maria, do you have any comments before we vote? Discussion?
7: um no not really no i don't have any comments i well actually yes i there's something i would like to say i i do support this application but um and i i heard what kirk said about all the companies going to remote work right now but i i'm a little bit Uh, My concern is that not every company is going remote and some Companies are actually pushing to get people back into the offices And with the city growing, um, you know, just We have to be careful. But I do support this application And and I understand what he's saying.
0: Thank you. Okay. Uh, We have motion by Elliott, second by Townsend. All in favor of this Comprehensive Plan amendment, signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed signify by saying nay. Uh, Maria, were you you an aye?
7: Yes, I was an aye. Sorry.
0: All right, that's fine. Thank you very much. So the motion is approved six to zero. Next item. Agenda item number five, case number REZ 23-0009, location north of I-80 west of North Dodge Street at the end of Moss Ridge Road. This is an application for rezoning of approximately 61.72 acres, a property from research development park zone, interim development research park zone, and highway commercial with a planned development overlay zone to intensive commercial zone
8: all right yeah thank you madison conley associate planner so i'm here to talk about the rezoning for um, this property as kirk covered a lot of it Um, i'm just going to go into more detail about um, the zone and what is proposed current etc so kirk covered this but here is the property um, that we are discussing today Um, As you can see, like Kirk mentioned, there is agricultural areas to the north and the west with the vacant Pearson property to the east, and then there is the I-80 along with some um, natural occurring areas um, by the ACT area. Um, Additionally, this property is comprised of environmentally sensitive features, such as slopes, woodlands, stream corridors, potential wetlands, and archeological sites. Moving into the zoning specifically, as we know, this property is currently zoned um, Research Development Park, Interim Development Research Park, and Highway Commercial with the Plan development overlay. Um, Like I mentioned, to the north, we have Agricultural Areas, which is the Interim Development Research Park. To the south, the Interstate 80, which has some light industrial uses, indoor recreation, and some commercial office. Um, Then we have to the east, the Office Research Development Park, and to the west, more agricultural and interim development research park areas. Specifically, um, the RDP zone has 35.23 acres, the IDRP zone with 10.98 acres, and the CH1 with the overlay has 15.80 acres. Um, with this zoning, like Kirk mentioned, um, there is a con- conditional zoning agreement, and here I've summarized um, mostly the meat of what this zoning conditional zoning agreement has asked for. So to start, number one, it states that the comprehensive landscape plan should consider stormwater facilities and environmental features, a master sign plan that includes an office park design concept. Third, additional allowances, standards, and restrictions for the ODP CH1 areas, and these include a two drive-through maximum, prominent building entrances and parking towards the side (coughs) or rear, parking areas to be set back 50 feet and landscape from I-80, and additional uses to be allowed in the CH1 zone and site plans for individual lots to be reviewed and approved by the city. So with these conditions that were were proposed or not proposed were adopted with that conditional zoning agreement, staff finds now that these existing conditions are no longer necessary and will not be carried forward for the following reasons, such as commercial office is no longer the proposed use, therefore a master sign plan with a design concept for office park would be no longer applicable or relevant. Um, existing conditions are related to, allowance, related to allowances, standards, and restrictions for the OPD-CH1 zone. Um, this is a proposal for a CI1 zone, so those would not be um, as specific as the, the standards for the CI1 zone. And then, like Kirk mentioned, and we've talked about, that the market conditions have changed, um, the decline in need for office space, and that vacation of the Pearson property. The proposed zone here would be intensive commercial, CI1, and this zone is created to provide areas for those sales and service functions and businesses whose operations are typically characterized outdoor storage and display, storage of merchandise, or operations conducted in buildings or structures not completely enclosed. Kirk uh, ran through a couple, but this zone does allow warehouse and freight movement, outdoor storage and display, industrial service, and some wholesale uses. And anything in this zone would adhere to the commercial site development standards um, in 14.2 of the zoning code. Here you can see a picture of the development concept submitted by the applicant. And today I'm here to talk about the general um, development approval criteria for rezoning, starting with the consistency with the comprehensive plan, And second, the compatibility with the existing neighborhood. Um, Assuming the proposed rezoning is, or I'm sorry, let me get this straight. Um, The proposed rezoning is consistent with the comprehensive plan. um, Assuming that the comprehensive plan amendment is adopted, Um, it went from office research development center to intensive commercial. And noted in the comprehensive plan, um, the Moss Ridge location is identified as beneficial to businesses that require close access to Interstate 80. Um, It's in a prime location to get on the interstate there. Um, It would have good access. And then moving forward in the comprehensive plan, there is a land use section that states Iowa City would like to encourage compact, efficient development that is contiguous and connected to existing neighborhoods to reduce the cost of extending infrastructure and services to preserve farmland and open space at the edge of the city. One of the strategies to meet this goal includes um, guiding development away from sensitive environmental areas, such as floodplains, wetlands, woodlands, steep slopes, flood hazard areas, and streams. And we know that this property contains a majority of those environmentally sensitive features. Additionally, another goal in the comprehensive plan um, includes a focus on industrial development on land suitable for industrial use with good access to rail and highways, but buffered from residential neighborhoods. Um, Before I get into the specific strategies listed on the slide, um, we noted that a lot of the agricultural and environmentally sensitive features act as a natural buffer um, for this property, um, which keeps it away from many of the surrounding uses. Um, so therefore the strategies to support this goal would be identify zone and preserve land for industrial uses in areas with ready access to rail and highways ensure adequate roads and other infrastructure that will attract new employers to the community plan for appropriate transition between residential neighborhoods and higher intensity commercial to ensure the long-term health of neighborhoods and provide adequate buffer areas between residential areas and intensive industrial activity to mitigate any negative externalities such as noise odors dust and vibration Moving into the economic development section, you can see here um, this is pulled from the comprehensive plan. It's an aerial view of the Moss Ridge development property. Um, as Kirk stated, this is known as an urban rural, renewal area according to the comprehensive plan. Um, this, the goal for this section states um, that Iowa City hopes to improve the environment and economic health of the community through efficient use of resources, such as support and promote appropriate development in the city's designated urban rural, renewable, renewable areas, which includes the Moss Green location. Now we can get into the compatibility with the existing neighborhood. Um, as we know, this property um, is, not super close to neighboring properties. um, So we know that this would have minimal impact on existing neighborhood character due to the Pearson property being vacant. Um, There's undeveloped land towards the north and the west. Like I said, those environmental features would act as that natural buffer to the residential uses further west. Um, I-80 does separate the property from the commercial uses to the south, um, additionally. Now that the Pearson property is vacant, it also has a large warehouse and few neighbors, which would best support the CI1 zone um, compared to other properties. The property in question would best fill the current market need along the interstate more effectively than the other sites that are in transition. And um, any development that does go into this area would have to adhere to the commercial site development standards, which would serve and manage any future commercial development to ensure compatibility to the surrounding uses to get into the environmentally sensitive areas. Um, There are a number of them on site. Um, This gets into the archeological study done in 2010 that we talked a little bit about earlier. There was that phase one study determined, um, done to determine the archeological sites on the property, which was um, on the field. And then there are a couple sites potentially eligible for the listing on the National Register of Historic Places. Avoidance or phase two level investigation of these sites is recommended if development were to occur um, near or on those sites. Um, This property is also located um, on a floodplain. Um, The Rapid Creek is the specific creek um, on this property, and it is in the 100-year and 500-year floodplain. Therefore, staff is also recommending a condition to Recommending condition that prior to approval of a site plan, the owner must obtain approval of a preliminary and final plat. Then we get into transportation and access. The only way to get to the Mossridge property is through Mossridge Road, which was constructed by the city in 2015 um, in order to encourage development of the area. There was a traffic study done in 2012 that conducted um, a review in order to address the impacts of the proposed office research park development project um, that was proposed um, on the property and to see what impacts it would also have on the surrounding area. And due to the project scope change, a new traffic study would be needed. Um, there was a public need to, identi- to um, implement orderly development and an interconnected street network. Therefore, staff recommends the following conditions, such as a traffic study to be completed to ensure that any transportation impacts identified by the study are addressed as determined by the city engineer. If any offsite improvements are identified as part of the traffic study, the developer will be required to make these improvements subject to review and approval by the city engineer prior to issuance of a building permit. Second, we have that the water main um, should be designed to extend to the existing water main along I-80, which will then create a loop system and avoid a den-end spur that would be greater than 500 feet. Overall, staff recommends approval of rezoning 23, 23 0009, which is the application to rezone approximately 61.72 acres of the property north of I-80 and west of Highway 1 from IDRS, RDP, OPD CH1 to CI1, subject to the following conditions. First, prior to approval of a preliminary, preliminary plat, completion of a traffic study. Second, prior to issuance of a building permit, completion of all required improvements, including off-site improvements, as determined by the traffic study, subject to review and approval of the city engineer. And lastly, prior to the site plan approval, approval of a preliminary and final plat, and the public water improvements shall include the water main design to extend and connect to the existing water main along I-80 to create a loop, ultimately preventing the dead end spur. And then we have our next steps that Kirk has one over.
0: All right, now is the opportunity for commission members to ask questions to staff on this. Um, Madison, I just have a, um, a quick question. So will this come back to the commission for the preliminary plat when that is done? Yes. And so at that point, we'll know what the phase two survey showed if in fact development occurs in that area is that how that's in terms of the
8: archaeological study yes I, I believe if if they choose to develop either on those sites that are acknowledged as archaeological sites then a phase two will be conducted all right.
4: Um, I, I have a quick question. Is the applicant identified a proposed use for the land? I, I'm just looking at what intensive commercial permits, and it's pretty yeah, broad. Yeah, um,
8: the warehouse and freight use would be the proposed use identified.
4: Okay, and a- anything more specific than that, or just sort of a you know general desire to build a warehousing and freight facility?
2: Uh, no, and I think we're evaluating this based on all of the uses that are allowed within that zone, not just that specific use. Sure.
4: Um, and then I, I also wanted to ask a question about environmental impacts. Um, I, I mean, this seems like a somewhat sensitive site in at least some respects. Um, can you help me understand uh, the Sensitive Areas Development Plan uh, and then kind of what happens in the PLAT approval process?
8: Yeah, um, I believe um, the board is used to receiving a Sensitive Development Areas Plan at the time of rezoning, if that's, is that correct?
2: Um. Y- Sometimes, yes, but it's not required at rezoning, so this project will have to go through the subdivision process, which will require a Sensitive Areas Development Plan, and at that point you will see a preliminary Sensitive Areas Development Plan that will show all um, regulated sensitive features, woodlands, stream corridors, um, wetlands if they if they are in fact on the site, um, and any potential impacts. Um, since This is not going through a plan development overlay rezoning. The applicant has um, expressed their desire to meet the base requirements of the sensitive areas ordinance, which means it could be administratively approved. Sometimes applicants have to impact wetlands or woodlands more than the base requirements of the sensitive areas ordinance, which then requires a plan development over overlay rezoning, which is not the case. So this um, applicant is not asking for um, special permission to impact environmentally sensitive features more than the code already allows.
4: Yep, got it, thank you. Um, and uh, you, you made reference to some archeologically sensitive uh, portions of the site. Um, do you have just sort of a, a broad sense of what's there or why it might be eligible for listing in the National Register?
8: Um, I think that would be sensitive information that would not be able to be released. Is that correct, Ann?
2: Um, it's it's mainly... I, I couldn't really answer that. I am not an archaeologist. Um, there are definitely prehistorical sites that have Potential, um, potential benefits that should be preserved, but I don't think we really know um, until a more detailed study is done if, in fact, that is needed.
3: Okay. Thank you. Billy? I just have a question about the um, uh, uses allowed. Uh, on the ones that are are okay, uh, pr- pr- permitted, I'm fine. Who determines whether the provisional, provisional, or the special exceptions are okay? Is that do those come back to us, or is that something that's? that's um,
8: something? I believe staff would review those um, internally, and then we would. Oh, um, so I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry, the provisional uh, uses would be reviewed by staff. If a special exception is required, it would go to the Board of Adjustment, but neither of those would come back to the Planning and Zoning Commission. Okay.
0: Maggie?
7: Um, you talked about the buffers, and was is there a buffer to the east with Pearson needed, or because you also mentioned they had um, warehousing so no buffers needed there?
2: I think some screening may be required mm-hmm. along the property screen, line. Yeah. yeah, if there's surface parking or outdoor storage or um, uses like that. But no, there wouldn't be any, I guess, uh, buffer or additional
7: space. Buffer is the wrong word. Okay. I mean, screening yep. is what I meant. Um, and so would you be able to see this from Highway 1? My, would, mm-hmm. Because it's way back
2: there. Isn't I it? don't think you could. Okay. You could. You could definitely see it from the on-ramp um, headed west on inter, on the interstate, but I don't think you'd see it from Highway One.
0: Jen,
5: um, so just two questions. Uh, so it sounds like uh, on-site plan it'll it'll go through administrative review or it'll come back through.
2: Site site plan is always administrative, but um, the commission will see the preliminary plat. Okay.
5: Um, and then on the one slide, it showed kind of a conceptual on what they thought. Uh, what size of lots are these? Maybe the applicant can oh, share Can you read that? I can't read it there. and I can't remember off the...
3: Hmm.
0: Um, we'll just... we will get to you in, on the application when the applicant speaks.
8: Um, I cannot read it from here, so the applicant might be able to address that.
0: I can, I can, the
1: I can read
7: it. Well, the number five, for example, says... Uh, 40, no, 438 feet by uh, 796 feet, and they're all about that size.
0: Maria, do you have any questions for staff?
7: No, I I was just reading the measurements of the site.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Just want to know if you had any other questions, or. Chad, if you had additional. Oh,
2: questions. I, I guess I can just add to that. It looks like about 200. One is about 245,000 square feet, up to 350, maybe.
0: All right. Any any additional questions from commission members? Seeing none, we'll go ahead and open the public hearing.
6: If the applicant or come forward, Tyler. Yeah. I just comment real quick. This concept, those lots are anywhere from 7 to 10 acres. Um, so that's kind of our planned sweet spot um, just to give you some flexibility on-site planning and, and whatnot and, and width. So that's the that's the size. It. Yeah, yeah, problem. The it.
0: yeah, I'm sorry. And Tyler, are there any other members of your team would like to speak? Good. All right. Any... Anybody else present in the audience would like to address the commission on this public hearing? Second call. Seeing none, we'll go ahead and close the public hearing. Could I have a motion on this application? So moved. Motion by Townsend. Is there a second?
7: Second. Maggie Elliott.
0: Second by Elliott. Discussion? Bill, you want to go first?
3: Um, I just say it. it looks like a good project to me. It's not much going on in that area. And it needs to we need something there. We could certainly use the revenue.
0: Maggie? I agree with Billy. All right. Thank you. Scott?
4: Yeah, um, I I don't have Too much to add. I I mean, I've got some, uh, you know, concerns about possible environmental impacts and archaeological impacts, but, you know, it it seems like that can be addressed as part of the plotting process, and, uh, you know, so as as long as those are uh, diligently addressed, which it appears they would be, then, um, you know, I I would also support the
0: proposal. Chad?
5: Uh, I look forward to it. Just uh, hopefully it continues to spur development in that area,
0: so. Maria, do you have any um, comments before vote?
7: No, I don't have any comments. I support this.
0: Okay. And I, too, support this. Um, There's uh, sensitive areas. I'm very interested in how that will be worked out, but we'll see that it'll come back to us. There's a lot of uh, floodplain areas in here, you know, with Rapper Creek going right through the north there, and very concerned, not concerned, interested in the archaeological resources that um, may be present, and that's all I have. So all those in favor of this applica- application, signify by saying aye. 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 Maria? Aye. aye. And those opposed, yes. signify by saying nay. Hearing no nays, the motion is approved 6-0. Next item up for the agenda is item number 6, consideration of meeting minutes from December 6, 2023. Are there any ad- major additions or corrections?
3: Move for approval.
0: Got a motion by Elliot for approval. Is there a second?
5: Second.
0: Second by Wade. Discussion? Hearing no discussion, all those in favor of approving the minutes for December 6, 2023, signify by saying aye. 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 Maria?
7: Aye.
0: Aye. Uh, (laughs) All those opposed, signify by saying nay. Hearing no nays, motion is approved 6-0. Item number seven, planning and zoning information.
2: Um, I, I don't have any updates.
0: Thank you. Any member of the commission have anything they'd like to update? Maria, do you have anything?
7: No, <laughs> I'm just enjoying summer here like always. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much for joining us no. today. We're very jealous.
7: I'll be, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in Iowa on January 2nd. All right. Have a great time. <laughs> I, That's
0: all. I do have a slide up. There.
3: Thank you. Can you speak in your microphone? <laughs> I do have a slight update. They have removed the crane from that land on Kimball Road. <laughs> oh. So I don't know how they got it out of there, but it's gone.
0: <laughs> right. Seeing no more, uh, No. Uh, not any further planning and zoning information. Uh, motion for adjournment? So moved. Motion by Townsend. Is there a second? Second. Second by Quailhorse. Discussion? All those in favor of adjournment, <laughs> signify by saying Aye. 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 Those posting by saying no, a nay, hearing none. It, motion for is <laughs> approved 6 six zero. Thank you for everybody and have a great, safe, and happy New Year uh, holiday and New Year.
7: And thank you
0: too.